Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! Oh, Thatch, thank Helix you are back. We were completely lost without you. I thought you'd never come back from the Alola region, but... Oh, I am so glad you came back. Thank you, Thatch. Thank you. It's great to be back. You know what? Let's get on with the show. And now, without further to-do, let's get on with it. It's Paco! Paco! It's Paco! Paco! Pokemon Underground Champions And welcome to the 239th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, back once again, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful co-hosts, Mr. Maximus, and the fluffiest whimsicott, back in the passenger seat, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody who wrote an email, and I, Alex, I'll talk to you about it later, obviously, but he, he some people just don't have filters. Um... Uh, but yes, I am back once again. I have returned from the wonderful Alola region. Um, unfortunately, did you meet I guess, many new Pokemon? Uh, not that week. This week I did though. <laughs> 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 I actually, I actually did see a woodpecker though, and the entire oh. time I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that's gonna definitely be the bird Pokemon. And look at the bird Pokemon we got. It's definitely it a pe- woodpecker, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I was, there's there's some crazy birds there actually in Hawaii. Um, there's some crazy birds. But and we're not going to here to talk about Hawaii. We're here to talk about some Pokemon. Uh, so let's let's jump right on into it. And what have you guys been up to in Pokemon lately while I was gone? Well, Maximus, guess I'll start. Go for it. <laughs> um, well, not to give a plug so early in the match, but um, I've been doing a little bit of Puckle Summer League. Um, just finding a few gym leaders here. Oh, you're there. allowed to do as many plugs as you want for that. <laughs> and just making some new pokes for the events and just having fun with Pokemon. That's that's good. That's good. That's the way to do it. I'm. Oh wait, it's not my turn yet. 
Uh, what about you, Whimsical? What have you been up to? Oh, well, my turn is going to be over really, really fast. What I've been doing in Pokemon lately is compiling a list of frequently asked questions for my employer's website. Is that is it about Pokemon? No. Oh. <laughs> I've been working too much to have time to do anything oh. Pokemon related. I had time to, you know, keep up with the news. That was enough this week. Yeah, I had, I mean, so I kept up with the news this week. I, I did some battles. I've been playing around with some teams because uh, this week and starting pretty much as soon as we're done with this podcast, I'm going to be breeding like crazy because I want to get a bunch of teams ready for uh, PuckleCon. Um, <sighs> I'm not sure on the formats of like all the side tournaments. It could be battle spot doubles as opposed to just like VGC 16 rules. So I, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I guarantee you we'll get some, like, news next week because they do drop the schedule for, like, nationals and stuff with the side tournaments beforehand. So we have that to look forward to. Um, I mean, PuckleCon's also here in, like, two weeks. Isn't that mm-hmm. nuts? That's nuts to think about. I'm, like, really hyped. I got the day off finally. And it's it's just I'm super hyped for it. I'm doing a lot of prep for it. I'm trying to get an itinerary ready. Also, by the way, if you are coming to Pokemon Nationals and you want to hang out with us, um, please uh, send us an email, send us a message or something. We have a huge Facebook group of all the Puckle people that are coming. So if you want to be in on that, let me know, and we'll get you in on the Facebook chat. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be great. Um, I'm, wor- I'm still working on the... This is a total lie, by the way, because he won't let me in on that Facebook chat. Just because I'm not coming. I you're not coming. That defeats the whole purpose. Uh, Come on. I know you're like a Puckle celebrity, but... At the same I'm time, not a puckle celebrity. I have to have some yes, boundaries. Yes, you are a puckle celebrity. Max, no, is 100% I'm just, correct. I'm just like the crazy groupie who's trying to stalk the puckle celebrities. <laughs> oh, man. That's no. totally me. Yeah, uh, probably. I wouldn't blame you. Um, it, it's a good time, though. We've got, I, I've got a lot planned. Hopefully, we can get a lot streamed so Whimsicott can watch it and hopefully not cry too mm-hmm. much. Uh well, I mean, I'm, I have Kleenex. I think I'll <laughs> maybe. Um, uh, so Patreon goals, guys. Um, if you can, if you we get like maybe let's say like a thousand dollars a month, we fly Whimsicott out to PuckleCon 2017. 2017. Uh, I mean, at this rate, it's gonna be like 2027. Thousand dollars <laughs> a month. We fly Whimsicott out here. How much that would cost? Uh, a couple thousand dollars, I think, to fly yeah. Whimsicott out here. Yeah, something like that, probably. I mean, uh, the last time I looked at flight prices, uh, well, it was very depressing. <laughs> Flying across that big ocean is pretty pretty difficult. Yeah, all the water. Right? I mean, yeah. You don't know how big it is until you sit on an airplane for nine hours. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. All right, all right. So... Um, other than that, yeah, I've been working on stuff. I'm trying to get a bunch of teams together. So, so I also have extras just in case like people coming don't have a team, but they want to participate. You know what I mean? Um, I do need to talk to Shamu too, because he and I were talking about doing multi battles together. And if we do multi battles, like I want to be prepared with somebody else, you know, instead of just like randomly jumping in though, Maximus and Scrawn did really well without doing that. So I think we made it to the, either, was it the top four or the top eight? It was either the top four or the top eight, as far as I remember. And the two the two guys that we went against were like, they were trained, they were ready. Like, they were, I think they were pretty famous, too. Yeah, they were you from know, Nugget Pokemon. Bridge. They were like some big guys on Nugget Bridge. 
Hmm. And they said we actually gave them a challenge because we did we weren't prepared. They, yeah, so they wrote an article about it actually on Nugget Bridge, and they mentioned that you guys were like, they're like the hardest match they had or something like that. <laughs> so that's I mean, Puckle is not something to like mess with. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're, we're gonna get you. We're gonna get you. We're gonna dominate all the side tournaments this year, man. Um, I'm pretty hyped. We got a big crowd coming. We got a pretty big crowd. And like I said, if you're uh, if you're coming, let us know so that way we can prepare for you and we make sure like we don't forget you because we didn't know you were coming or something like that. Um, on top of that, let's see. Um, that's what I've been up to, I guess. I've been gym leadering. Um, I've only had four challengers so far, so you guys should step it up and take me on. I'm yeah, I'm ready. How many weeks are left on the summer league? Not that many. It goes until the end of July and early August. Let me double check my calendar. Um, it goes until July 31st, like literally July 31st. So they're about. Let's see. There's one, two, three, four, five. Oh wait, no. Oops, I'm wrong. Uh, one, two in June. Three, four, five. There are six weeks left to go get badges. So get that. Get your bodies ready, guys. Yeah, better hurry up. Yeah, no, I'll definitely, like, the last two weeks do some extra gym times and stuff just to give people more opportunities. But you should definitely jump in the earlier, the better, because people do have a difficult time getting all of the badges at the end. Um, And so, yeah, jump in that if you haven't already. And those for those of you who are new and you're hearing us say the word Summer League, it is our annual um, gym leader league thing. So you come to our chat box, you battle some gym leaders, you get some badges, and then you get to go and battle in a tournament at the end if you have eight badges. Yeah. Yep. That's what it is. All I right, mean, then. Oh, little, yep. badges, little badges are ten, so if you want to go the extra mile and do like Gary Oak did, yeah. feel free. You can beat Gary Oak in this, in, this, uh, in this league. So we'll see how that goes. All right, then. I think that is all for what I'm up to. I mean, I'm up to a lot of things, obviously. Um, I'm getting a lot of things ready, and I'm very, very excited for, like, the next month. So, um, yeah, let's move on then, because this was an exciting week, to the news. Radio Tower. This just in. And on to the news. There's obviously some huge news that dropped from E3 happening this week. Um, we're going to talk about some of it pertaining to Pokemon Go, but the rest of it, obviously, if you've read the episode title, we're going to save for our topic today. Um, so, the first of all, there's some smaller stuff to talk about before Pokemon Go. Um, I think the biggest one, um, which made uh, my wallet cry would have been the announcement of the a new 3DS XL with Solgaleo and Lunala on it. Um, we were actually just talking about this before we started recording, and it is probably the slickest 3DS I've ever seen. Well, um, I don't know. The slickest Pokemon-related one, for sure. Mm-hmm. The one with Fire Emblem Fates was pretty darn good as Misty well. Misty already bought that one, so I can't... Uh... <laughs> so, so let's not it's talk. Off your mind. Yeah, let's let's not talk about things I can't buy. Um, not because <laughs> of money, but because of social obligations. Um, because because I have a wife that that would like it much more than I would. Um, 
I'm also a fan to see that they're also bringing back the double pack that they had um, for X and Y's release as well, mm-hmm. where you can buy both games. I'd be I'd be really hyped if we could do that on one cartridge, just like we did in uh, Fire Emblem Fates, but I doubt that's going to happen. On one cartridge. And then how are you going to trade with yourself? Okay, that's true. Um, that, that, did you know? So, like, I'm a fan of, like, purchasing games uh, through the eShop. But I will go out of my way to buy cartridge versions of Pokemon just so I can trade with myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same here. It I, totally makes sense. I love buying, like, the eShop version of stuff because I love just carrying around my 3DS and having, like, 30 games on it, you know? Mm-mm. And then, but like Pokemon, I have like an entire, like one of those Club Nintendo 3DS cases mm-hmm. uh, with like 18 Pokemon cartridges. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I carry that around because I can't, I can't bring myself to purchase them on the eShop. No, I mean, if there's one game that was made to stay on a cartridge, it's Pokemon. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Though Pokemon Bank makes it easier, but then you just have the issue with the items. Yeah. Um, further, we also got another 3DS with a Pikachu on it, which is kind of cool, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm also somewhat of a fan of that. Uh, not as much as the Solgaleo Lunala one. Yeah, I mean, it's very cute, and it's a less offending shade of yellow than most other Pikachu-related products. So... Yeah, it, it looks a little too cartoony, and I don't know. I'm like, I definitely want the black one versus the yellow one. Well, of course. Um, I that's my personal opinion. I know... I'm hoping like Europe gets like a white version of the black one. We could totally that could totally happen though. Uh, we've definitely yeah. seen color shifts before from region to region. Um, this does make me very does make me very hopeful that the U.S. will get something very similar. Um, yeah. or and eventually Europe for our fluffiest ones we caught. Um, Hopefully, let's see then. Um, okay. So outside of that, uh, what did you have anything you wanted to add to that, uh, Maximus? Before we move on, nope. Just we got a lot of cool stuff along the way, and with stuff going from E three all over, I'm not sure what to get this holiday season. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. So Pokemon Go had some news drop because there was obviously a press conference at E three this past week about it. I think the biggest piece of news that came out of it, um, other than the Pokemon Go Plus details, but we, we got a release, I would say, window. Um, they're um, looking, they're looking to launch it at the end of July this year. Well, uh, they are hoping to launch it by the end of July, from what I gathered, because I watched that press conference and people got a bit worried <laughs> when Someone let it sleep that they plan to have the Go Plus out in stores by the end of July. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's a broad that's... statement to say. <laughs> well, yeah, I think they I also mean... said that they were going to let uh, Go come out as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, the Pokemon Go Plus is supposed to be in stores at the end of July. Um, it's going to cost you $35, which $35? I think is. $35? Which I think is absolutely nuts. If that's, you think that's, that's preposterous. Try 40 euros. That's like $45. Yeah, it costs 40 euros in Europe. I don't even want to know what the UK price is. It might be 40 pounds. That would be amazing. Wait, why does it cost more in Europe? Uh, Good question. It's a very good question. I mean, Europe has a history of having, like, elevated prices for technology, but... I mean, 
this is a bit weird. I mean, Pokemon games and other Nintendo games do cost a tiny bit more here, but mm -hmm. I'm still a bit perplexed. I mean, it's really overpriced at $35. 40 yeah. euros is even worse. Uh, there's some other there are some other points that they discussed. Um, they talk about the functionality, the Go Plus, nothing fancy. Different lights mean different things. You can if you if you want to drop thirty five dollars, you can go read the box yourself. Um, so I'm not going to drop thirty five dollars on that. Um, I thought it was going to be more like twenty bucks. Twenty bucks, I would do it. Thirty five. I, mean, uh -uh. I think twenty or even twenty five would have seemed so reasonable that I probably would have sold like three times as much mm -hmm. and made more money. I mean, I guess it does have some serious costs involved for them to put it out at mm -hmm. such a price. But it I don't think it adds that much to the game that... I mean, I haven't seen that many people on the internet saying, oh, I am definitely going to buy it mm -hmm. at that price. Um, not to mention, there's a few other things... Um... It will have sun and moon connectivity, which is very cool. Um, yeah, we hadn't heard anything about that since the original Go announcement in September. Mm -hmm. so there was definitely kind of a mention of connectivity there. Um, on yeah, top, they... oh, keep going, oh, Mozikat. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> Please uh, go ahead. I don't know. I'm just very excited for uh, sun and moon. They they did discuss that there was going to be some kind of functionality with the main series games. Um, and I'm, I'm very interested to see what that is. I'm also surprised to see that trading isn't going to be ready at launch. It's going to be something yeah. implemented later. Um, that's something that I think a lot of people are going to be upset about because they were, they're already really upset that you can't like directly battle. Um, yeah, a lot of people, I mean... like if we go back about <laughs> eight months now and we look at the perceptions of Pokemon Go then and now, I think a lot of bubbles have been burst, and I think if you go back eight months, Thatch kept a very, uh, very conservative <laughs> bubble. Yeah, I was about um, to say, everyone who didn't listen to Thatch had their bubble burst. Although, to be honest, you did try to burst a bubble that turned out to be unbursted, because you were all about, oh no, it's not going to be augmented reality, but it is augmented reality. Okay, but it's reality. like poopy augmented reality, you know? It's about as good augmented reality as you can get and still have it playable on smartphones yeah, that exactly. came it's out just, like a year ago. I'm not like I'm not like really hyped on like if you if we want to talk augmented reality, I'd be super hyped if it was something like I could see an ongoing gym battle happening, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or like something yeah. like that. But obviously I'm not going to see that. Um like somebody else's that that was my perception of the augmented reality that people were hoping for. I mean, the augmented reality where it's like, look, I can see this Pokemon stand in front of a picture of the real world. Um, I, I'm not as hyped for that. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, I don't find it all that exciting. I just want it to be precise. Otherwise, people are going to say, hey, you said that, but in reality, you said that other thing back then. So, yeah. whatever. One thing I was really excited about, although, I mean, it was like, 99.9% .9 obvious, but it was nice to hear it confirmed, that they are going to release more Pokemon than just the first generation sometime mm -hmm. after launch. So, one day, I don't know when, in my future, there are going to be Whimsicott in Pokemon Go. <laughs> this is true. I think by that point, I, I feel like Pokemon Go doesn't have too much staying power. Um, I... 
I think that a lot of the people that were super hyped for it are no longer super hyped for it, right? I and mean, yeah, keep going. I, you you uh, are think, by far the Pokemon Go community expert. I think that is true to an extent, but you also have to consider this. Niantic are the people who brought us Ingress. Yes, this is true. Now, I downloaded Ingress back when you had to, like, scramble to get an invite to the mm-hmm. data. And I played it for, like, two days, and I thought, oh, man, this game is, like, completely boring. I, it doesn't really offer me that much. I'm going to stop playing it. Yeah. And then when the news of Pokemon Go came out, I, of course, decided, well, I might as well get back into this geocaching world. And I picked up Ingress again, and it had been like two and a half years, three years about since then. And everything had changed. The game had become incredibly interesting. And some of the most interesting things were a recent thing. Some of them weren't. So (laughs) if they do a similar job with Pokemon Go, if they get people coming in the first like month or two, even if they leave, and then in like a year, they say, oh, look, Generation 3 is coming out on Pokemon Go, so they'll have Blaziken, that's my favorite Pokemon. Might as well hop in just to catch a Torchic, and then they open the app again, back up, and it's a whole new game with a billion new functions, and maybe like direct battling has been implemented. Maybe you can have your own gym. Maybe, who knows, Ingress is very different from how it was back when it started. So I think it has potential still because... I I don't think they're going to add some of the things that you mentioned there that they might add, but... I mean, those were examples. I I couldn't possibly extrapolate from... Obviously, yeah. I don't don't think they're going to ever add in direct battles. Um, Probably not, but maybe it's going to be something else that is almost as exciting. Yeah, I just think... Maybe not as exciting as an idea, but... I think Pokemon Go needs to do its own thing. And try not to like be too too true to the franchise. I don't want to like. I don't want it to be. It's it's definitely a delicate line to walk. You know what I mean? Well, um, of course. Even if you do implement battles, they're not going to be like the battles on the cartridge. So people yeah. would be disappointed anyways, probably. But yeah, right? I don't know. I was just I, making. Examples. I think it's. I think it's very silly. Um, I mean, I just want to go back to talk to the people who thought they were going to run their own gym or like be in a meeting place for people to like come and hang out with them to battle them and stuff like that. And, like, I mean, there's definitely, like, people who, like, came out and were just like, yeah, I'm getting badges made. And Yeah, that and was maybe I just want to know, premature. Yeah, I just, I just, I think that was a little premature. And, like, I'm all for hype, right? Um, For games, like, I'm, se- like, later today you'll understand. Um, I'm very hyped for Pokemon Sun and Moon. But there's just, like, there's a point where the hype just, like, gets to unreasonable expectations. Yeah. And I mean, I, I personally like to tone it down. I know a lot of other people do not. And I know it's a very personal thing. And also, not to mention, I'm tired of getting very disappointed. <laughs> so I keep very conservative uh, conservative estimates. I mean, I would love for some things to be real, but I know there's not going to be. Uh, that said, I don't think there's much other stuff in the news. Currently, you can register for the International Challenge. Which is a VGC tournament. Um, you can get some play points, so you can play again, get that shiny Mewtwo if you haven't done it yet. And maybe you need, maybe you have four play points, and you want to compete in nationals in two weeks. This is a place to do it. I so you should I definitely am. check that out. 
Um, I already have like six play points. I do not plan on participating in nationals, but uh, I got them just so I could. Uh, <laughs> can't, and, say, can't say you didn't try. Well, I mean, I I mean, I can, but I definitely have way more fun just playing in the side tournaments. Like the atmosphere is way different. It's a lot more chill. Yeah, it's definitely a lot chill. Uh, like, remember how intense it was whenever we were in a tournament where there was like a Wii U or like a 3DS up for grabs? Oh yeah, people want people were pretty much. Yeah, like okay, think around. about think about that mentality, but that's the entire tournament, right? Mm-hmm. And I just do not want to be a part of that. I would much rather kick back and then at the end reach into a box of Pokemon items and pull out some 3DS styluses. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> or some random card packs. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for the packs. I'm going to get so many packs. I wonder if they're going to distribute as many as they did last year. Uh, last year we got so many, right? Mm-hmm. I hope they do it. I mean, I hope there's some generation packs in that, too. Oh, yeah. That'd be really cool, their Generations packs. But um, I don't know if there's much other news. I mean, there's a champ if you go to which nationals? Is that for the U.S. nationals? No. Yes, it is for the U.S. Oh. nationals. You yes. can pick up the green, shiny Machamp at uh, U.K., German, and Italian nationals. Well, it's not. Well, not Italian like nationals. nationals was last week, so. Yeah, did you pick it up? No, I couldn't <laughs> go in the end. <laughs> yeah. Whimsicott, <laughs> let me down. Um, uh, I'm not. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, okay. It is at US Nationals. Um, I should definitely check out the webpage, make sure there are no details that were posted yet. Maybe that happened today. Um, well, something was posted, but I think it was just the schedule for the main event. Oh, just the main event? Okay, I'm going to double check still. Um, all right, then, guys. We are going to. There is one last thing, though. I forgot. Until, until Thursday, there are some. It's not a Thursday because he says it's the 21st, right? That is definitely Tuesday. Oh, that's a typo then. That is a typo. Shame it is defi- on you, Joe. Shame on you. It is definitely uh, it is definitely a Tuesday. All right, then you have to hurry even more. Uh, the Pokemon trading card game, the Pokemon Link battle, Pokemon Pinball, Ruby and Sapphire, and Pokemon Rumble U are like 40% off on the Nintendo eShop for the US. So if you're interested. Yeah, okay. Yep. And that is about it, guys. If you would like to check out anything else, uh, you could send us an email. But we definitely have more to talk about. But we are going to take a quick break and come back at you guys with Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we test the wit of our co-host. So without further to do, we're going to move on there. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz. This is the segment of the show where I ask your co-hosts what uh, some Pokemon trivia, and they have to give me some answers. They all compete against each other. Uh, Whimsicott and Maximus today are going to be acting as a team, and they will be earning points together, which is sad for Whimsicott because Maximus is in, uh, unfortunately ahead of her. Um, <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with Maximus being ahead of me because he rocks at this oh, game. Oh, he did. He the last it. time he did it, he he blew it away. Um, unfortunately for you guys, I have a bunch of middle of the road questions, I think. Um, so, what, no uh, easy ones? Uh, no, not easy. They're just not, I wouldn't say they're like super hard. I would definitely say they're like, they're all of like about the same caliber. So mm. the way this works is you guys get a minute to answer each question and you guys also have access to one hint and an extra minute when you use that hint. So let's see here. Let me. 
Let me pull up my handy-dandy stopwatch and we can get going. While you do that, I'm going to pull down my browser window. Yes, no browser windows are allowed. Um, you guys have to use your innate Pokemon knowledge because we've all spent way too much time with this game. So uh, let's let's get started. And I'm going to... I lost my questions. Where'd they go? Uh, here <gasps> they are. All right. Okay, so this this first question actually comes from a listener. Um, our friend uh, Dennis the DG Maniac sent in some questions for Poker Quiz this week, which I do encourage all of you to do because it helps me out. Um, That's fantastic. But so he sends this one in, and it's actually uh, I think it's a very fair question. Um, that maybe I I don't know if Whimsicott will be able to answer this, but Maximus may. So here we go. So which Dragon type Pokemon can learn play rough? That is the question. Wasn't it mm. Uh, no, no, because otherwise you'd use Play Rough. Oh, no, maybe you would use Return anyway because of Pixelate. Yeah. Mm. But I think I, I mean, hmm, that's a hard one. If you think it's Alteria, we should go with that, but... You're right, I don't think it's Alteria. You should, you should probably know that for some weird reason... The thing that came to mind when he said that was Hydreigon, which makes no sense at all. But Hydreigon? Yeah, I don't know why that makes no sense. It's just, it was just a mental flash. So <laughs> let's keep Alteria on the back burner, and then let's go through every Dragon-type Pokemon. Also, this week, Dragonite. the questions aren't in, like, escalating difficulty, so feel free to use the hint whenever. Uh, I... Do you want to do that now, Maximus? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, I'm going to need an answer here in 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Dragonite. I honestly can't think of any. Um, uh, do you guys have an answer? Just go with whatever you want, Maximus. Uh, man, I would say Hydreigon. Uh Sadly, that is incorrect. Um, the Pokemon that the Dragon type Pokemon that can learn play rough is actually Dragalge. Dragalge. What? Dragalge gets what? access to play rough as an egg move from Azumarill. That is totally that is, weird. Yeah, Isn't that being a poison type too? What? Yeah, right. He's a poison dragon type, and he gets play rough. Yeah, Both but have interaction crap. with fairy. Yep. It, but Skrelp is in the in the water. Yeah, like Skrelp, group, one yeah. of them. So, mm-hmm. so it can breed with a Zumarill. Yeah, is... we would not have gotten that even with a hint, Maximus. I think <laughs> would call. <laughs> All right. I wonder what the hint would have been. Uh, I would have given the hint that it was a it was a second stage Pokemon, and the first stage was not a Dragon type. Oh yeah, okay. we probably that would have narrowed it down considerably. Yeah, because you guys were definitely like on the wrong track. So I was trying to help you guys out there. Yeah, because there's only like one dragon. There's only two dragon lines that one, no, three technically that start off from not being a dragon. Two. Well, it wouldn't have discounted your Altaria theory either. Yeah, sadly, we, we probably um, would have gone with Altaria then. Uh, but. Yeah. But that's too obvious. All right, all right. So let's let's do another one. I got another question for you guys here. Um, this one is gonna have bonus points mostly because I'm shoehorning in the bonus points. Um, <laughs> so uh, the bonus point here is going to be uh, if you can name exactly what's happening. Um, uh, but 
like exactly like the Pokemon and the event. Um, so here's the question. Question number two is how could you possibly obtain relic gold in gen six? Oh, okay. man, no, I no, totally... no. we remember it. It was the Christmas thing. It was the Christmas event, right? It was the, um, was it a Delibird? It was a, like Delibird. a Delibird that you mm-hmm. got for participating in the Christmas tournament. The one where you had to use white, green, green and, and red Pokemon. Do you mm-hmm. think so, Maximus? Yes. Is right. that your answer? This is our answer. Uh, I would ask you if you could come up with the name of that tournament. Oh. Oh man, it was uh, the um... holiday crash. I don't know. No, 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 no. It was the um... uh uh oh my goodness. Uh it was like the, the, the merry christmas. The... Oh my goodness. I It's all good. It's all good. Don't worry about it. You gave way more detail than I expected. Um it was called the festive feud. Festive. Um, but I'm going to give you two uh both points anyway. Uh, because you mentioned all of the rules that pertain to that tournament. Um, but yes, that is the way to get Relic Gold. That Deli Bird would have been holding uh, Relic Gold. It also knew Present and Happy Hour. Um, so there you go. More you know. Um, Skype high five, Maximus. There you go. So two points there for both of you. And so now we also have uh, question number three. Question number three is, what is the only Pokemon in Generation 5 that cannot learn TMs? Oh, that's um, Tynamo. Game over. Okay. Uh, there you go. <laughs> so Maximus, once again, with the save there, that is the correct answer. Um, Tynamo is the only Generation 5 Pokemon that cannot learn TMs. Um, he's actually pretty useless until you evolve him, obviously. Electros is actually pretty cool. He is. Put an uh, assault fist on that thing. It's pretty awesome. Okay. So question number four. What is the only Pokemon that can get stab from Explosion? I know this. Isn't it? Isn't it? Um, Licky it's Mega Glalie. No, it's Mega Glalie with refrigerate, right? Oh crap! Hey, there's a second one. <laughs> one is Licky Licky, and yeah. one is Glalie with refrigerate. <laughs> I give you. I. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna give you a bonus point for calling me out on that. Um. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah, that is two points for you guys. So that's a total of what is it now? Five. Or yeah, five for you right now, <laughs> um, because you got both those answers correct, and you found a secret hidden answer that I totally knew about. Um, so we are going to move on to question number five, the final question, and here it is: What is the base Pokemon with the most resistances and immunities? Okay, I think we know this one, but we're going to get the hint, right, Maximus? Yeah, Just to be hint. sure. Uh, let me make up a hint. Um, so you want to hint for this? Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm going to pull up a piece of trivia about this Pokemon. Because the um, two lines that have the most total number. Wait, wait, wait. I'm 11. giving you a hint. Okay. Let me give you a hint. And then you can talk about it. Um, I'm going to give you a really bad hint because I think you know uh, what it is. Um, <laughs> are you going to say that it's a steel type? No. I'm going <laughs> to say that this Pokemon was originally known as Coil. Um... From okay, its Japanese we know, name. We know this one. Coil. He means... You know this one, right, Maximus? Coil. Yeah. 
We totally know this, and someone on the council is going to hound us if we do not know this. <laughs> can, I, can you repeat the question one more time? Uh, what is the base Pokemon with the most resistances? Oh, then the answer is only one. Because yeah. you said with the most resistances and immunities. And immunities, that's what I mean, yes. Okay. If you look at the total number, you actually have two base Pokemon that get the same total number if you add up the resistances and the immunities. But really? the one with the most resistances is only one. Okay. Well, I want to know what both of them are now, because I must have been... I need to fact check myself better, apparently. <laughs> yes. Uh, one I'm is Magnemite. Absolutely. But the other one, because it has like one, uh, it has two less resistances now, but it has two more immunities, and that's Honedge. Uh, Honedge does not have all, oh, it does, never mind. You are in. The total is still 11. Uh, (laughs) Hmm. Um, Is it? No, it's actually 12 for Uh, uh, Magnemite. That's right. Um, I don't know about Honedge. I think Honedge actually gets uh, something else. I, let me double check Honedge. But you are probably correct. Man, um, the answer is Magnemite. That's what I have written down, which is the answer you should be looking for. Um, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Actually, yeah, they both have 12 resistances and immunities. Um, I did not check Honedge. So. <laughs> well, if um, the question was only about resistances, then. Then, there then you Magnemite, have it. yes. Magnemite. Magnemite definitely wins that one. Uh, so that's the one I want. Um, <laughs> So that actually gives you six six points this week. So this is uh, the most points anyone has ever gotten. Maximus, we rock. <laughs> yep. Woo! Um, so where's where's that bring the totals, Whimsicott? I think you I think you have that written down. I That's do. good. That's a good play, actually, because then you're uh you guys are like you guys are prepared for it now, probably too, which like <laughs> doesn't throw you off guard, and so you'll get all of the questions now. Prepared for what? Uh, prepared to like answer my questions. I didn't prepare for anything. I mean, obviously, yeah, but you're pre- awesome. you're like mentally prepared to be asked questions. <laughs> oh, maybe I don't know. So the standings are: Gator is still leading with fourteen points. Maximus has climbed to a very close second place with eleven points. Woo! Whimsicott has risen to third place with nine points. Shamu follows with seven points, Bosipus with five, Scron and Ethan have two points. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Um, and then Viger still needs to get on the board. You gotta tell yeah, Viger she... to get on here to get on the board. I mean, he really <laughs> tried hard this week, but. I still need to. Yeah, he did. He actually was intending to be on this sh- episode, so unfortunately for him, he is not on the board. Um, all right then. We are going to kick it on over. We're going to take a short break here, guys, and we'll be right back at you with today's topic. Hey, it's Thatch, and I wanted to let you know how you can improve your Puckle experience. First, you can come to PucklePodcast.com, where we have a chat box and forums where you can talk to many other Pokemon fans who also listen to the show. You can keep up to date on the latest Puckle news by following us on our Twitter, liking our Facebook page, subscribing to our subreddit, and following our Tumblr. Don't forget to review us on iTunes, though. It helps us find more people to come and hang out with us, and we can have larger tournaments because of it. And, if you're feeling generous, we also have a Patreon, where you can donate in return for some awesome rewards. And as always, thanks for listening, and for all the support you give us. Catch you guys on the flip-flop! 
And welcome to the topic today. The topic today is obviously E3 and all of the awesome things that came from it. Um, we got uh, actual ga- 40 minutes of like, uh, well, it's not 40 minutes, about a half hour of gameplay from Junichi Masuda and I forget the actual Omori. director's name. Hmm? Shigeru Omori. Shigeru Omori. Yep, exactly. They were, uh, they, they played the game at E3. You got to see a half hour. They were very nervous about it because they weren't ready to reveal all of these Pokemon. But they, we got some new Pokemon anyway. All of them like Route 1 Pokemon, which is, I mean, that's kind of cool. I'm glad that that's what's got released because, I mean, I'm going to see them anyway. I don't, I don't care if I'm not surprised at Route 1. Yeah, I'll be... I mean, I'm, I'm okay with this. Uh, when they started going into the plot a tiny bit, I was like, uh, I, they, they skipped a lot of the plot. They skipped a lot of the plot when yeah, they were but, doing it. Yeah, but I mean, you know me, I don't watch trailers. This yeah. was a giant bag of spoilers for my sake. They yeah. they actually skipped a lot of the plot. You could tell because they were making references to stuff that happened beforehand. Yeah, and that's what I mean. From one reference, I can infer a lot. I think there's a lot of cool things still. I think it got me more hype than anything. Like I said, I'm very hyped for this game. I'm okay with hype. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they, they did get to jump into Route 1. Uh, the first thing they saw was a ladybug. Um, which is really cool, honestly. I'm really happy to see Ladybug come back as like a Route 1 Pokemon. Um, it I mean, also does show that there's integration with the older generations. We're not going to exactly. have a Gen 5 or a Gen 3 moment. That was the really interesting part for me about Ladybug. Mm-hmm. It means, it means a lot of things. I, I'm very, I'm very helpful, happy and grateful for that. Um, and the fact that we saw not one, not two, but three new Pokemon appear on that route, um, I think, shows a lot of Pokemon are going to be in this generation. We'll probably get more than 70, I think, this time around. Um, Hopefully. I We're going to get, like, 71, I think. Um, oh, come on. I'm hoping for a nice, clean 100. Something like that would be fine. I don't want m- too many more than 100. Oh, no, know. not more than that. More I than that would be too much. Yeah, I don't think that. So let's go through each Pokemon, and we can talk about them uh, very briefly um, and give our opinions on them, obviously. So the first one is we got the Wireframe Bird. Uh, we got Pick-A-Peck, who is definitely based on a woodpecker. Um, he definitely evolves. He's a normal flying type. He's got keen eye and skill link as his abilities. Um, so that's kind of cool, right? Um, what do we think of him? What do we think is going to happen? Um, I already talked to Shamu about this a little bit, but we can, we can talk. What do you, mm-hmm. what do you think, Maximus? What do you think of Pick-A-Peck? All I know is when I catch one, I'm naming it Peter Piper. <laughs> See, that's the funny thing. I have a name for him, too. What's your name, Monticott? When I was a teeny tiny kid, I really liked a certain cartoon, Woody Woodpecker. Yeah. Guess who? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, that's true. He's he's definitely... It's kind of, kind of cool. And with the ability Skill Link, I think that's even cooler. Um, yeah. Skill Link is a not-hidden ability in general. Um, I think it's very cool. Um, I don't know if he'll get much use out of it outside of maybe uh let's say like fury attack but we could see maybe he's like a good skill link user but i don't think we're gonna see anything on the on like the scale of mega heracross mm-hmm. well i mean what's on the scale of mega heracross personally i'm very happy with it having two evolutions mm-hmm and I'm very happy with its design. I yes. haven't been finding the new Pokemon as cute as some other generations, but Pikipak is adorable. 
I actually, I okay. So I think the difference here between other things is they definitely did. Like it was mentioned a few years ago that by Ken Sigamori that this generation, that Generation Seven was going to have Pokemon with simpler color palettes. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm perfectly fine with the color palettes. I'm more. I don't about... know these. These harken back to me a very Gen One style because yeah, there there aren't very many colors appearing in each of these Pokemon. Yeah, and, the pet, there's only four. And that's uh, yeah, four the eyes are blue. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it'll just be three. Yep. Mm-mm. And I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. I just, I just want everything to be super kawaii. You know me. <laughs> mm. Well, unfortunately, I think you're gonna get that. Um, so moving on to the next Pokemon, um, is Young Goose, which is definitely like the Rattata or Centret or Zigzagoon. It's it's the next one of those. Um, he's the normal type Pokemon. He's based on a Weasel, which is actually like really cool. Um, uh, because there are so many Weasels in Hawaii. Oh. Like, this is no joke. There are just so many weasels. Um, just yeah, running around. Yeah, I was wondering what it was doing there. Yeah, no, they they are all over the place. There's also a bunch of, like, wild cats. Mm-mm. But then there is a reason why Hawaii is, like, overrun with weasels. And they yeah. actually mentioned something like that relating to Young Goose in the, in the E3 presentation. Yep. Absolutely. It's true. It's 100% true. Uh <laughs> I know from experience. Yeah, in case you didn't hear the presentation, young goose, much like weasels in Hawaii, were brought to Alola from a different region to control the population of a different Pokemon, and they specifically didn't mention which Pokemon that was, so we might be getting another Zangoose Viper deal out of this. That'd be kind of cool, though. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's very, yeah, but that's cool that it comes from another region, which means, like, they're probably in the works for, like, Generation 8 already, just like they were for uh, Alola, like, when X and Y came out. I mean, they probably are, but I wouldn't bet that this wants to be a reference to something already. Oh, it's definitely because... the fact that they brought weasels to, like, take care of something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it does have a new ability, though, called Stakeout. Oh boy, that ability! Have you heard about this, that Maximus? Ability. Yes, I've heard about Maximus it. Maximus says this, like he just sighed in disdain. I want him to talk about this now. Uh, now, you gotta be real careful around this Pokemon. Let me actually pull up the proper term, but I know for a fact that if you switch into this Pokemon and it uses an attack, the d- damage this Pokemon dishes out to that Pokemon that switches in is gonna be double. That's like a reverse pursuit, essentially, right? It's like if you what use Pursuit, you, you hurt the Pokemon that switches out, and it doubles the power of Pursuit. Yeah. But this, but I mean, this works for every move. It hurts the Pokemon coming in instead yeah. of the Pokemon going out. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the caveat here is that Young Goose is probably not going to be very good. Neither will his evolution. And yeah, but you're assuming that we're going to get this ability on one single Pokemon? I, no, no, no. I'm assuming we're going to poke- get this ability on a lot of really bad Pokemon. Mm, I don't know. I mean, there's going to be one outlier. There's gonna be one. It's gonna be a Pokemon that would have been like UU, but got bumped up to OU because of it. Maybe something will get it as its hidden ability, and it's gonna be a giant mess. Because someone in chat mentioned this is the end of Voltarn course, and I cried a little on the inside. I I don't think I don't think this will be the end of that. I don't I don't think so. I think it's too early in the game to say that. Now, it it is definitely possible. Like, if it gets on a good Pokemon, yeah. But the problem is, mm-hmm. if it gets over-centralized, you know, if, like, every team is carrying the one good Pokemon with stakeout, 
Yeah, Smogon's gonna ban it. Smogon's gonna ban it. Um, you, you, I mean, that's that's the good thing about Smogon. Um, and so, like, there are we can all complain how much we want that Lando T still in the meta. Um, and I mean, it's not wait, actually wait, that big what, of a deal what, anymore. What? <laughs> did you just did you just give me the vain and faint hope that Lando T had been banned when it isn't true? It's not. It's not true at all. Shame on you, Thatch. You are oh. cruel. <laughs> it was, I swear my heart soared for a split second, and then I realized you probably meant Lando I. Uh, Lando I got banned. Um, I know. But like, we, can, we can sit here and talk about how we don't think Shmogon's handling the meta correctly, but they, they do. I, I, they definitely do. I mean, they, they know what's up. There's definitely a lot of research there. I'm um, not mad at Smogon, I'm mad at you. You gave me hope for a moment. I know, tonight. obviously. Um, oh. I was just trying to rectify the situation. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no, it's it's not great, but it's not terrible. Um, so, let's see. Uh, yeah, so that's Young Goose for you, taking on this new ability. Next, we get Grubbin, with probably the single best name out of all of the Pokemon. Pick-a-peck is a lot of fun to say, too, though. Yeah. Um, uh, Grubbin, though, is also fun to say. And he is a bug type Pokemon. He's known as a larva Pokemon, so it'll probably evolve into some kind of like moth creature, probably. And... Someone. Can I, can, I, can I add something here? Yeah, absolutely. Does anyone get a feel like this can be like a split evolution between Pinter and Heracross? Ooh, that'd be really cool. Because I'm I looking would... at this, I'm seeing the Pinsters, I'm seeing the back shell. I, like the I just beetle, don't. Like, I don't know that. I don't know that. Grubs evolve into beetles, but this is Pokemon, so anything's possible. I don't know. I mean, people on Reddit said that if this is based on a Hawaii creature, it's probably going to evolve into a centipede, oh. which I hate because That'd I hate be cool centipedes. Too. But we have Scolipede, too. We already have Scolipede, but I mean, how many, like, otter or spider Pokemon do we have? How many cat Pokemon do we have? I we have I, a bunch I, of I'm, cat Pokemon. I want, I want to subscribe to... I want to subscribe to Maximus's theory that this is a Pinsir Heracross, like, joint baby Pokemon. However, I, I know that it. it's not true. I don't, I don't see think it. it's true, sure. but I just see it. Like, I see the... The pincer and like those are the two things that stick out. Oh no no! I want I want to subscribe to this theory, but it's it's impossible using logic to make me think that it's true. Um, I I like I agree with you that like the pincers would like it looks like a sideways uh hair or uh pincer right now. Mm-hmm. I'd love for it to go, but I mean, I Pokemon hasn't been doing like a lot of additional evolutions to lines and stuff like that lately, and I don't know. I mean, I'd be really. I'm a little disappointed that we haven't heard anything about Mega Evolution yet. Like, maybe in a month or two, we'll hear something about like something getting Mega Evolved. But then we could also talk about those bracelets that the other people are wearing that they refuse to comment on during E3. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, so I, I'm a little worried that like there's going to be some new mechanic at play here, other than just like new Pokemon, new world. Um. Which is all I really want. I don't. I don't want to see that there's going to be like a new kind of mega evolution. You know what I mean? I mean, I hope. I. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a new mechanic because yeah, we I know. Tend I know it's to going get to get one from every generation, but yeah. I'm hoping it's not something as game changing as mega evolution. Yeah. Right. I'm still. I'm still kind of getting used to mega evolution, and and like, if they give us something that's like mega evolution, but. Still, I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm kind of hoping you know? they're just like modified mega bracelets. <laughs> I mean, that's probably what they are. I had one weird and crazy and hopefully very wrong theory. Okay. Uh, that comes from... Uh, Don't say it's Reverse. The f- no, God, no. Um, <laughs> uh, but it just came through my head. What could be a new game mechanic that doesn't change the game too much? And I think this theory would change the game too much. But the very first thing everyone thought when seeing the symbols in the Eastern titles is that the yellow crystal looks exactly like a revive. Yes. What if the bracelet allowed you to revive one and only one of your Pokemon during a battle? Which I you hope can't that's wrong. Normally, no. I hope that's no. wrong too. That would that's be, be that would so be a broken. huge game change to Pokemon. I mean, that's what I was saying. It came to my mind, and then I thought, oh no, that would be that would be way too strong. It would be cool to see as like an in-game me- mechanic, kind of like Pokemon on me, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, but I cool. it would have to be something that gets turned off during competitive battles. Yeah, I don't, I don't see them basing the entire like mega evolu- everything we got in the title had competitive uh, like influences, mm-hmm. and I don't think they would make the game like the new the Gen Seven mechanic. They wouldn't take it out of competitive. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. That's an interesting thought, though. Mm. Um. Okay, are we are we good on new Pokemon? Are we good? Yeah. We are. All right. So I want to move on to one of the things I think was really cool is that they talked about adding battle royales officially into Pokemon because um I thought it was very odd watching the Pokemon 20th anniversary Twitch stream. Um, I was watching that actually. Jay Witch, Shady Penguin, and a few other people that I don't actually know were on, and uh they they did a free for all battle. In the double battles, you know, how people do it online and stuff like that. And I'm just like, wow, this is like an official Pokemon thing that's happening right now. But this isn't like an official thing in a Pokemon game. And I yeah. feel like this is, uh, this is Pokemon's like way to bring in that actual, they're, like they're listening to the fans. This shows you that they're listening to the fans. They listen to our pleas. Um, and they know that the community is doing these battles and it's a lot of fun with that. And so they're doing it, and I think, first of all, there's there's a lot of things I'd like to bring up here. Um, first of all, we did get confer- confirmation that trainers are always in the background um, yes. of battles, which is pretty cool. Um, two, pretty uh, cool? It's okay. like what we've been waiting and hoping for ever since the days of Pokemon Stadium. Yeah. We wanted the real anime-style Pokemon battles in the handheld, and we're finally getting them. Yeah, it's awesome, right? Um, the second thing uh, that's worth pointing out, which is a minor detail, is um, that trainer customization is more or less confirmed. Uh, it's completely confirmed. They did yeah. Oh, did they completely confirm, confirm it? it? Yes. I must have missed that. I apologize. Um, which is good, because it's, it's there. I'm happy for that. Um and then lastly, which I personally think is the best thing, but I know it's going to be like, wow, Thatch, you saved for this for last, and I'm getting really pumped and really excited for you to say it. And it's that there are actually backgrounds for Pokemon battles in, uh, in Pokemon Sun and Moon, like, online PvP battles instead of some, like, digital arena. Well, uh, it is a digital arena. Well, it is a digital arena, but it doesn't look like one, you know? It, it's like... 
an arena. No, it looks like a boxing ring. Which is way cooler than what we had. Yes. What we had was awful. I was just so tired of it. Yeah, this is very, very reminiscent of, like, the Pukiathlon or stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm hoping that, like, during single battles you get a different stadium or something like that as well. Yeah, this I mean, seems specifically built for the Battle Royale. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm still very excited. I would like to see, like, some kind of stadium. Maybe you get an option to pick which one you want. Because the Pokemon models don't seem to come in and have their own little, like, circle of land they come in on now. They mm-hmm. come in on the terrain that's already there. Which mm-hmm. I which I think is really cool this time. I mean, this is such a minor improvement, but it means the world to me, right? I uh, mean, did you know what they said? They said the Pokemon's shadow will be longer, depending yeah. on the time of day. And mm-hmm. I don't know why, but that was just... That made my day. It's just so immersive, so real. There was a point where I was looking at the presentation and I thought like, oh man, this is like the definitive Pokemon game. Yeah, right? I'm yeah. I'm very excited for... I mean, the fact that there's still more coming, like at some point in our lives, is, is really hard to believe. But right now it looks really cool. Do you have any comments on this, Maximus? All I know is, I'm just curious, that you can still hit one person, Pokemon at a time, but with four spread moves, will they still work the same way? Ooh. Like Surf or let's say, well, I, I would say I would say Surf or, would hit all three maybe, um, and then I would say like I don't know about the stuff that doesn't hurt your like partner Pokemon in double battles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be weird. I don't know how that would work. Maybe it would make be a mechanic where it would hit all three or something like that, or maybe you could only choose two to hit. Oh, maybe. Interesting. Yeah. You could like select who your partner Pokemon. I would I would think it's something like you, um. You and then it's still a double battle kind of, but you rotate the positions. You know what I mean? Like you could pick one of the Pokemon next to you to be your quote unquote partner partner Pokemon. I don't think you can. I mean, there are very clearly four spots that people. Yeah, yeah are but you could be from. like you. Could, well, like true. like if you look at the picture, um, I have a picture up with a Pikachu, Rowlet, Litten, mm-hmm. and then Poplio. Now the Pikachu's next to both directly next to a Rowlet and a Poplio. Say say you're gonna use I'm not gonna let's say Pikachu can't learn this, but let's say you're gonna use um the only double move that like rock slide or something, right? Um oh. now you could rotate it so that Poplio and Litten get hit, or that Litten and uh Rowlet oh, get hit. Oh, that's what you meant. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah. I mean. And so like you would essentially be selecting Poplio to be your partner Pokemon in that situation or Rollet to be your your partner Pokemon in that situation. Yeah, I get it. And this one actually be extremely interesting because the battle, unlike uh quote unquote normal free for all, doesn't end when there is only one last person standing with Pokemon. It ends when the very first person loses all of their Pokemon. So there's going to be a lot of strategy involved into winning because you win based on the Pokemon you have left, but also on how many Pokemon you knocked out. I think this is very interesting. We were talking actually, um, this was a while back when I think Sun and Moon were announced. We were talking about the new type of battle they would introduce into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were, we were like, obviously not quadruple battles, right? Um, <laughs> and, and they did sky battles and we were thinking maybe diving battles or something, but you kind of already have something like that. And um, this 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 is it right here, right? Um, yeah. I think this is very cool. There's something very interesting to bring in. So I I'm very excited to see how this plays out. I'm I don't know how large the competitive scene is going to be for that. It's going to be really hard to play or match on Showdown. 
Yeah, um, I mean, mm. it's going to probably be very short. One thing that is a like to be appreciated about it is that they made sure it's going to be fun for everyone because mm-hmm. when you see free-for-alls, the people doing the free-for-alls on YouTube are like communicating on Skype. Mm-hmm. And so like people are actually spectating if they get out of the battle. But yeah. The, the you, only thing the only thing they can announce right now to completely enhance my Pokemon experience to like 100% would be they go you can live watch people battle Pokemon now. Yes. That is the only thing I want now. Yeah. That is the only thing I need. And I will be well, 100% happy. Spectator. <laughs> yeah, they, there just needs to be a spectate mode. Okay, they did implement one thing that for us it's reminiscent of Showdown, which I am very much a fan of. Which was, you can visualize stat changes during the battle, mm-hmm. which was very nice. And, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm all for that kind of help. Yeah, but I think I think that's one of the, like, I know, you, I know you were saying that this was, like, a way to handhold us even further. Um, I mean, I was okay with that one, but the other thing made me salty like nothing ever before. <laughs> the other thing I hate with the passions of a thousand burning suns. The thing that I mean is that when you are selecting a move in battle, if you have seen the target Pokemon before and it's registered in your Pokedex, the menu will tell you if a move is super effective against it. And I was like, this is what it has come to? 20 years of people proudly learning how to battle Pokemon by spamming super effective moves all down the drain because we need to hold the hands of those few tiny children who cannot possibly remember the type combinations. Okay, uh, let me... I, I want to... Uh... I want to interject here, not because I, I don't think it's terrible. I I I definitely think I I see your point, one hundred percent. But I would fathom that the argument can be that at least fifty percent of people that play competitive Pokemon, um, not like, not I'm not saying like top tier players or anything, but I guarantee you twenty or fifty percent of players have one type matchup, just one, at least one, if not two or more, um. At least one type matchup that they just 100% always forget. That and is totally true, but that's the fun part of the game. It's like the game is telling me, click here. You might as well click for me, game. Where's the <laughs> fun in that? That's true. That's true. I, I understand. I, hate I understand. It. But I think, I think for competitive Pokemon, it would definitely be nice if, like, I always forget that fighting doesn't resist ground. For some reason, I think fighting resists ground, and I know it doesn't. Like, I'm telling you right now, I know it doesn't. But, like, if I'm in the situation, I will just think it happens. And I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, if there is no way to turn that off, I will be so peeved. <laughs> this, is, this is my official plea, Game Freak, please. Make me able to turn that freaking thing off. There might Please. be one. There might be one. The the Rotom Pokedex might be like the hub for that or something like that. Yeah, how about this? We have it throughout the game, but when it comes to online, the competitive... It, it could turn, be gone during competitive, off. yeah. I don't if you're playing want that, you should know what it is. I don't want it in-game. What's, what's the entire point of playing Pokemon? I mean... You 
I wasn't, but you were kids on the playground. <laughs> you remember, there were only three ways to be the cool kid in the playground. One was having a hacked Mew. Two was having a holographic first edition Charizard card. And third was being able to win Pokemon battles by remembering all the type matchups. Maybe, I don't think I knew my type matchups. I just knew how to get the Pokemon, which I think was the big thing. I don't, um, I don't know. All I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm so cross. I'm going to cut us off here. Um, we, were, we will go to commercial, guys, and we're going to come right back at you with today's Pokemon of the episode. So we will catch you on the flip-flop. Coming to you from Pokestar Studios, Fall 2014. It's another Pokestar movie about superheroes. You won't like it when he evolves. It's the Incredible Muck, a brand new superhero with barely any plot. He's gonna be awesome. Come and see it. Fall 2014. Poke of the episode. And welcome back, guys. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex 691, Dragalge, the mock kelp Pokemon. It's Pokemon X. General entry is it's poison strong enough to eat through the hull of a tanker, and they spit at an discriminatory. Ugh. Sorry, I was reading that. That just sounds disgusting. <laughs> at anything that enters its territory, and it's Pokemon X. I mean, Pokemon Y entry states that tales have told of ships that wander in the seas where Dragalge lives, never to return. This Ooh. just in, guys. We have finally found out what happened to the oil tanker. <laughs> oh man, the oil tank! I, I I had something to talk about with the oil tanker, and oh, I totally no, no, forgot. No, please. Um, <laughs> there's something I was thinking about with the oil tanker, and I forgot about it. So maybe for another day. Yeah, uh, you probably forgot it for a reason. Uh yes, absolutely. Probably because it wasn't worth mentioning. <laughs> Hey, what's with its um Pokedex entries? The first one just really contradicts the whole metagame of Pokemon. Not metagame. Yeah, the metagame of Pokemon. How so? It's because poison is strong enough to poison. eat through the hull of a tanker, which is steel. Oh, I see. You know what would have been cool? If it would have got an ability where it poison moves affect steel type Pokemon? That would have been kind of oh. cool, right? I think adaptability, though, is a good second. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like another ability. You could have adaptability or that one. Like pick your poison. Mm-hmm. Literally. Ah, uh, pick your poison. Put him. Uh, not too bad though. He's like I think I think after a while he's actually moved up in the meta a little bit. Mm-hmm. Usage wise, he's he's definitely viable in UU and I guess somewhat in OU right now. Um, adaptability is definitely the ability to run uh, where you get two times stab instead of one point five, um, which is really good because you can couple it with his. I think it's a base ninety seven special attack, which isn't too shabby. Mm-hmm. Um, along with a uh you know you could use like a draco plate or something like that a dragon fang something along those lines i think draco plate's the preferred one and i'm not sure if there's actually a difference but you could you could max out special attack and you could just kind of deal out some damage now the problem here is he's got a base 44 speed yeah you're um, going last wait <laughs> i love that he's, he's going last um mm-hmm. and 
which isn't terrible. I mean, a base 44 speed isn't the end of the world. In um, OU it is. In, in OU it is. Well, you could, like, Maximus and I were discussing this beforehand, uh, mostly Maximus. Um, he brought up the fact that it could work on a trick room team. If you get trick room teams, uh, trick room team to work with it, it would work out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, it can also set up toxic spikes too, which would be really cool. Uh, toxic, I, I've become a big fan of hazards recently, and which is kind of bad because it's not going to work at all in nationals because both VGC and Battlespot are not very hazard friendly metas. Mm. Um, and you know, they're, it, it's, it's cool though. And in, in OU, you could drop some toxic spikes. It'd be the best. So I'm looking like Draco Meteor, Sludge Wave, Toxic Spikes. And then you got a fourth move slot, which you could do whatever you want with it. Um, Focus Blast works really well to take care of steel types that might get in your way. It's also, uh, I, I think A Drive likes to call it Focus Miss. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, like, everyone else. like everyone else. Um, cause 70% accuracy, isn't it? Um, Mm-mm. It's like it's like a pretty low accuracy move. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah, seventy percent accuracy. Um, it's pretty bad. But you could run something like Hidden Power Fire, or Hidden Power Ice, whichever you feel like you need. The standard. I think Hidden Power Fire is what's or standard. Or you can run Play Rough, as we have established. <laughs> you can run. Play- <laughs> I don't think you'd run that because it's a physical move. Um, yeah. But you could run Scald. Uh, Scald is also a pretty viable option as well. Um, like I said, I would probably max out special attack, but he's got an insanely awesome special defense as well. Mm-mm. Um, so you could, you could run, um, instead of like a Draco plate or something to boost dragon type attacks to get like the most out of your Draco meteor, you could run Black Sludge, uh, cause he's a poison type, he gets to benefit from that. Um, and you could also work on maxing out a special defense, probably not even maxing out. It does need some speed sometimes to take care of things, but, uh, you could definitely run something like two, almost 250 or something like that. I'd have to look at the speed tiers and stuff like that. I'm saying one of these sets has like a very specific speed EV investment, but I don't want to say do that because I don't know why they do it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what Which they're trying to outrun. Which tier is that set for? Uh, OU. It looks like they're trying to outrun a Hippowdon. Oh. Um, which Hippowdon has actually become very, very prominent in the uh, OU meta recently. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty good Pokemon. It's very good setting up Sandstream, and a lot of the common stuff in OU right now isn't good at taking it out. Um, <laughs> that, that's, well, it's, it's not pretty exactly much easy to take out, you know. Well, like, Hippowdown kind of just, like, found its time. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it, once once some, like, new water-type Pokemon steps in, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once mm. there's, like, a new water-type on the scene, Hippowdown is just going to be gone. Speaking of which, did they get rid of Volcanion yet? I have no idea. Uh, no, they did not. That is the answer. Uh, <laughs> I I am of the personal persua- of the persuasion that Volcanion does not deserve to be an OU right now. But I know somebody's gonna be like, "But Thatch, it totally can," because this thing can take it out. And I'm gonna be kind of like, eh, "Steam eruption seems like a really awful move to allow to be an OU." But that's just me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but Skull wasn't a problem enough. Yeah, Skull's already been a problem. Now you want like a more accurate, more um, powerful. Yeah, you want a more powerful. You want to you want to Skull with the base power of Hydro Pump, um, with Excuse a ninety five percent accuracy. Hmm. Okay, I have 
actually not played against the Volcanium because the time has been very in short. Yeah, so there's this move called Steam Eruption that's exclusive to Volcanium Whimsicott. Um, No, 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 I I, I, I don't want you to repeat the stats because I'm going to faint. Yeah, Um, again, same base power as Hydro Pump, better accuracy as well, 95% accuracy and a 30% chance to burn. And I'm guessing this is bringing Vaporeum back to OU. <laughs> it could. It could very well. Could drag it back up. All right. So let's move on to Dragalge's TCG life. Um, there are, there are, I think, three. No, there's only two Dragalge cards currently in rotation. They're both dragon type cards. So we've all know that's not good. So, uh, for one Psychic Energy in this first Dragology card from Breakpoint, um, for one Psychic Energy, your opponent's active Pokemon is now poisoned. Uh, put four damage counters instead of one on that Pokemon between turns. That's severe poison. Um, and if you would add on a Water-type Energy, so you should just be using Double Dragon anyway, yep. um, you, will, you can do Dragon Pulse for 60 damage, which also requires you to drop this, or to discard the top card of your deck. So, I'm saying Dragalgy, not that good right now. Um, uh, for 60 damage, that's not worth it. No, absolutely not. And the page is taking a very long time to load right now uh, for yeah, the Flash Fire. While it, while it loads, I can tell you that the card is maybe not worth having to play, uh, but it looks amazing. Dragalgy from Flash Fire? Dragalgy from Breakpoint. Oh, Dragalgy from Breakpoint, yes, absolutely. Dragalgy from, I think, Flashfire. Oh, there we go. The Flashfire Dragalgy is even weaker. Um, it does have the ability Poison Barrier, which means that your opponent's Poison Pokemon can't retreat, um, which works well with its attack, Poison Breath, which requires one Water Energy, one Psychic Energy, and a Colorless Energy, um, which does 60 damage. And if you flip a coin, if heads, um, your active opponent's uh, Pokemon is now Poisoned. Still not that good. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely it could definitely go better for these Pokemon cards. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Dragon type Pokemon cards are very hard to play. I think um, they're they're played almost exclusively with um, double Dragon energies, and I think if you're going to run a Dragon type Pokemon to begin with, there are much much better options than Dragalgy. So that's just my two cents. I I know that. Jushiro or somebody could probably give me a much better answer for that, but I'm telling you right now, I don't think they're very good. Um, let's see, anything else about Dragalgy that I should know? Well, it has a unique type combination. I always love that. Absolutely. It's shiny. looks very good. Yeah, it's actually got a good shiny, right? Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and it's not... Uh, grass water type like I wanted the leafy sea dragon Pokemon to be for such a long time. Wait, water dragon? No, water grass. Oh, water grass. We already, I, oh, we already have water though. grass. But... And if it's gonna be a sea dragon, you gotta be a dragon type. Yeah. I mean, but the leafy sea dragon. Maybe grass dragon? I might have been okay with that. I, I like it. I like Poison Dragon. I think it's an awesome type combination. I think Pokemon does a lot of cool things where, like, they do things you wouldn't expect, but they still work. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. 
But I I I mean, if everything was what you would expect, everything would be like a half water type. I swear. I don't. I don't um, want. Not you personally, but like in general. I don't want everything to be what I expect. It's just that the Leafy Sea Dragon is one of my favorite animals, <laughs> and I I had hopes for it. Let's just. It's say. all right. It's all right. <laughs> okay. Let's. Well, uh, that's it for Dragalgy. Let's kick it on over then, guys, to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! The mail's here! Check your inbox! It's time for the mailbag! Mail! And on to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink, Green Tauros. The energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! There we go. Uh, (laughs) And as always, we will be reading your emails. Uh, If you're new to the show, we read emails every week uh, from listeners, and it's it's a way for you to be a part of the show. So we are going to dive right on in. I think we have enough that we can tackle today. Um, so we're going to jump on in. We do have a mailbag question from last week, which uh, Whimsicott should be able to remind everybody since she hosted last week. Well, we had several. Yes. <laughs> and I don't remember what the main one was. I have been trying to scrub the feeling of being in the driver's seat from my mind because it was surprisingly stressful. <laughs> <laughs> It's not too bad. It's not too bad. I mean, you get used to it if you do it 200 times or so. Um, uh, I think the problem was doing it for the very first time ever in a foreign language. <laughs> well, you did an all right job, I think. Um, all right. Thank you. All right. I think it was something along the lines of what, who's your favorite champion and why was last episode better than any other episode that Thatch has hosted. Um, it was. So let's jump right on in. So we've got our first email from the Sentient Pokeball. Mm. Greetings, Puckalonians. It is I, the Sentient Pokeball, writing in after about a month-long hiatus. To put things in, the, in perspective, when my words last graced your ears, we had just had the starter reveals for Sun and Moon, and Thatch was still a bachelor. Congratulations, by the way. Well, thank you. I'm sure that you've heard that enough times by now. Uh, would you say that while in Hawaii, your skin was roasting? Hashtag roast thatch. Oh. <laughs> also, great job to Whimsicott, Gator, and Bosephus for holding down the fort while you were away and producing a quality episode. Which brings us to this week's mailbag. Why this episode was better than any episode that Thatch is on. And my favorite champion, I guess. Uh, in all seriousness for me, the top three champions have to be Blue, Stevie, and Steven, and Cynthia. Steven has always taken third place in my view, while I can't quite decide between Blue and Cynthia for which one is actually my favorite. Both of them have threatening teams for the respective games, especially if it's your first playthrough of the game, and you're not sure what they have in store for you. Sure, I managed to recently beat Blue on my virtual console game with a team that was 10 to 15 levels lower, but the first time I went through the game with an overleveled Blastoise and a couple of legendary birds at level 50, I had some trouble breaking through that Venusaur of his. As for Cynthia, Garchomp was a fearsome Pokemon to face, and you probably needed that something with an Ice-type move to stand a chance. In addition, both Blue and Cynthia have amazing battle music, as does Steven, to be fair. That really captures the, that feeling of, this is the final battle. Most of their champion music tracks are lame in comparison, especially you, Alder. Ugh. 
I don't know about you guys, but the battle, but the music in video games is one of my favorite parts. So it's really important for the best champion to have one of the best music tracks. And if that is true for you, check out Pokemon Reorchestrated. <laughs> that is one of the best video game albums I think I have ever listened to. Um, all right, back to the email. Then there is the fact that Cynthia and Blue make constant appearances either to help or harass the player, respectively. Blue shows up at the most inopportune moments, such as right before the fight with Giovanni, or right before you reach the captain's cabin on the SSN after all your Pokemon are tired out from all the battles you've had to face. Meanwhile, Cynthia is more involved with the actual plot of her games, and even accompanies you into the, sto- into the distortion world to face Cyrus and Giratina in Platinum. Even after all of these arguments, it's still hard to choose one over the other. But I guess I'll have to go with Blue. Because seeing how his character develops from a jerk to a more mature person, from red and blue to gold and silver, is a really cool facet that you can't really see with Cynthia, because her character doesn't have much room to develop. He gets to become a gym leader, and you get to see him reflect about the eruption of Cinnabar Island, which just pushes him over the finish line for me. Hope you had fun reading this long email. I'll catch you on the flip-flop, the sentient Pokeball. P.S. I've got my Summer League team nearly complete and can't wait to test it out on all of you gym leaders. We'll do that soon. You only got six weeks left, man. All right. Um, next email. Do you want this one, Maximus, from Dennis? Sure. Hi, Thatch and his wonderful, trustworthy co-hosts. It is I, Dennis, the DDG Meg, here for hashtag Rotom Decks for Life. <coughs> Sorry, I meant... For another mail oh, these week, this week after E3. My favorite champion is Cynthia. Hope, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I love last week's Thatchless episode and with the trivia. Hashtag praise Whimsicott. But I want to talk about Flygon. Hashtag mega Flygon or Sun and Moon. You can actually run a special set with Boom Burst, learned by its pre-evolution by Bravo, Giga Drain by Move Tutor, Dra- Draco Meteor, or Dragon Pulse for the last move. You can even learn Earth Power. You can also substitute any of these moves for the Egg Move Endure, giving it the benefit of using berries like Salak or using Flail that is also an Egg Move. I do hope it's, a me- it's Mega Set gets a special attack boost and a bug version of refrigerate and pixelate well that's all spook y'all next time and he also gave us a few images with a few um, flygon sets, sets i think yeah mm-hmm. he always does that mm-hmm. it's really cool yeah, he gave a physical one and a special one uh, i especially like that the second one is in a nest ball because it looks <laughs> really cool with flygon's colors that's true and emphasis in the bug <laughs> that'd be interesting Fluffiest, I'm going to give you the next two, because... They're short. Yeah, they're short. So grab the next one from Justern. Okay, Justern just says, Fluffiest Thatch is best Thatch. In other news, all the champions have been white young adults. I'd like to see some diversity. Ideally, Team Rocket's Meriwether at the ripe old age of 50. What about Iris? To be fair, Iris, I mean... Yeah, I'm just going to throw that one out there. She's a sister. Yeah. (laughs) He's seen a lot, and found out the hard way that greatness must be earned, not stolen. He is ideally also your father, and had a team composed of all mouse Pokemon. But seriously, I'd like to see the champion be your parent, the opposite gender, and the same skin color as you. That would be a fun twist. 
I feel like it, mm. I, I, it would be very cliche if it was your father. I mean, on one hand, yes. On the other, it they might find a way to make it interesting. Yeah, perhaps. that's true. Yeah, um, kind of, that would be kind of a jerk. He's like, you know your son's trying to be the best Pokemon trainer you can be. <laughs> and all of a sudden, wait, you were champion and you never told me? Yeah. So you just pretty much took my <sighs> did my my dream that I wanted to be the best that I could be, and you just went on and did it. Well, he could Does answer. Mom know about this? He could answer. It was your dream, and I wanted you to have your own dream, and our dreams just happened to coincide. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of that. I feel like it's too cliche. Yeah, he was enough when he was a gym. Le- your dad was a gym leader. Yeah, that that I think that's as far as you could go. Is your father is a gym leader? Like you yeah, met him before, you, like, so you can actually battle him, and yep. then you knew you weren't gonna have to battle him down the road. Mm-hmm. And when the time came, you were ready. Yep. Yeah, that was good. I like that a lot. Okay, this next email is from Phoenix's Scyther, and it says, "Hello there, Pacolonians. Great to hear the co-host do so well in Patch's absence. Okay, everyone is saying I did well. I am relieved. Thank you, guys. <laughs> uh, I'd love to hear your opinion on all the new Pokemon that have been announced, but I am assuming that I will have been co- that 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 will have been covered in this episode, as you guys are always on the ball with the news, pretty much." Uh, it sounds to me that our new little koala-based friend, Nekoala, or whatever his name will be, may be good competitively with the ability to avoid all status conditions, but then again, I'm a competitive beginner, so I'll leave that discussion between you at the end, and at the end of it, take your opinions as gospel, like I always do. And for the other three that were released on another trailer, along with a battle royale idea, hashtag, use protect and let them battle amongst themselves, I have a couple of questions. 1. Piggyback. Cute little bird, very simplistic design. I like it. My question, what do you think or what would you like its final evolution's typing to be? I'm expecting flying dark. Uh, I'm expecting normal flying again. Fire flying. Again? No, I just I just like thinking that. <laughs> um. <laughs> Max? Yeah, I'm still thinking normal flying. Probably know I won't fly. Two, Grabin. I'm hoping slash praying this guy evolves into a beetle-like thing. Nothing pretty, a mean-looking guy that kills all other bugs with general nastiness. Thoughts? Well, um, I'm all for things being mm-hmm. cute, so yep. maybe not so much. Yeah, I like that. I like mm-hmm. his I like his words. <laughs> <laughs> Three. Yangus, a pre-evolution for a Zangus? I no. don't see that. Not no. at all. No, it's just it was, a matter it. of... They just have similar names in English. It's a coincidence. How many jellyfish Pokemon do we have? <laughs> Two? I mean... Two. Okay, that Two was a ones. horrible example. How many bird it's Pokemon so... do we have? Well, it's there are different types of birds, though. There's it's different lovely. types of weasels. Yeah. If Lovedith does not evolve into a Lomomola, then whatever, guys, whatever. <laughs> Mailbag. It's a quick, easy answer for me. Cynthia. Through the anime, I thought she was a great character. Relaxed, yet serious. Caring, yet firm. Until I beat the Elite Four and became champion. Then I am my own favorite because of my general aura of awesome and contagious sense of humor and beauty. Hashtag blowing my own trumpet. Hashtag egotistical. Oh, come on. It's That's Gator. true. I'm being, I'm being silly. Gator was the one who said, rightly so, that you are your 
you are the best champion. So. That's true. That's true. Anyway, enjoy your week of Pokemon Summer League and E3 Aftermath. Lots of love, Phoenix Scyther. Wonderful. Uh, we did not talk about Nicola's ability too much. I do think it has the potential to be good competitively if it gets. If Nekoala Nic- was good, I mean, it might evolve into something good. Maybe I'm not 100 percent sure of that though. Mm. It looks like it can evolve. It can be. You can do like the whole timber line. Like he has something in his hand, and the tree just grows with him. Hmm. Maybe. Alright, so I got this next one from Uncle Oshawott. Hello, co-hosts, and welcome back, Moo Cow. That is oh a goodness. reference from a very that long time ago. Unearthed from the depths of oblivion. Right. It is Uncle Oshawott writing in. How are you all doing? Let me tell you, I'm doing dandy. So far this week, I found my old Emerald game, saw all the new Pokemon shown off at E3, and we finally got a title for Zelda U. Breath of the Wild, which for some reason I keep wanting to call Birth of the Winds. Looks more like Skyrim than Zelda. More like Assassin's Creed is more like it, but um, uh, but I'm sure it'll grow on me. The best thing that happened to me, though, is I got an Oshawott plush, which um, I have dubbed Nephew Oshawott, even <laughs> if it turns into a Pokeball, and oh my actual gosh. Okay, I'll stop talking about my plush now. Anyway... What was the topic this week? Well, I don't understand the first part of the question. Wasn't Thatch the host last week? <laughs> I thought he just had something going on with his voice. Anyway, the second half I can answer. The best champion is obviously my boy Steven, pronounced Stefan. Uh, what is not to love about the king of rock, the king of king rock, Steven, pronounced Stefan. Uh, <laughs> my opinions may be skewed as for Sapphire was my first game. Yes, Affire. That is, in fact, part of the Puckle canon. Correct. Um, funny story. When I was playing Pokemon for the first time, I thought the Elite Four was just four people, as did everybody. Uh, so when I got to the last Elite Four member, I used all my PP and revives to beat him, only have to only to have him say, good job, now go face the champion. I think that night was the night the hinge on my DS broke. <laughs> anyway, I li- basically, I like Steven because of nostalgia and because I am reminded of him every time my D- DS folds in on itself. Anyway, sorry for the long email. And also, um, PucklePodcast.com. Pucklepodca- uh, Do I win the Green Tauros patch now? <laughs> um, have a good day, Mukau and crew. Sent from my nine-year-old body, which was not ready for the third-gen champion. S- Steven, pronounced Stefan. Uh, P.S. Here is uh, my Oshawott plush, Nephew Oshawott. Uh, he sent a picture of an Oshawott plush. Uh, thank you for that. That turns into a Pokeball. That's yep. really cool. Um, all right. Um, oops, I do not need to read that email. Um, all right, so um, I guess, Maximus, you could read the one from uh, Joshua, but you can, like, skip the first sentence. Yeah. Let's see, Joshua Lance his best due to him being awesome and bringing Dragonites to a wreck team rocket. Huh. That okay. is it, Joshua. Short email. Uh, you can take the next one if you want from our new guy, new new uh, writer slash patron to the mailbag, Ibra. Oh, is that how you say his name? Yeah, he gives us e- the pronunciation oh. literally every time he says his name. Ibra. Okay. Ibra. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. 
my name is Ibra, and you can tell this is my first mailbag. I started listening to the podcast just about a half a year ago, and I haven't stopped. But I have a question. Are you guys, and Whimsicott, are you ready to give your life to our Lord and Savior Arceus? No. Is that a... I mm. worship the Lord Helix. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, say so on my Facebook. <laughs> Religious views. Church of the Holy Helix. <laughs> Was that a yes for everybody else? <laughs> 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 Great. Put your hands together and bow your heads. And remember, you if you don't, Arceus is watching. Winky face. <laughs> Arceus, we bow our heads today because we have sinned and pray for your forgiveness. Arceus, we thank you for giving Thatch friends something to talk about every week. We thank you for blessing us with zigzagoons and wormholes and wonder trades. And last but not least, we thank you for giving us the power to destroy the mighty butt fart in Arceus' name. You were actually surprisingly good at that Chewbacca noise. Yeah. <laughs> I I am impressed. <laughs> All right, now that's out of the way. My favorite champion is Steven. He's just great. He has a great team. He's actually involved in everything from helping you walk across bridges to helping you save the world. Plus, he helps you get a legendary Pokemon and a Metagross. <laughs> Thanks for delivering this awesome podcast every week. Keep up the good work and with much love. Sincerely, Ebra. He tells us how to pronounce it every time. It's great. <laughs> it's it's definitely it's definitely appreciated. I feel like not so much for him because I knew how to pronounce his name, but for like a lot of people that send us like really crazy names, we definitely need pronunciations. Yeah, I'm probably gonna pronounce them like Ibra or yeah. Ibra. Yeah. Like Apple Abro, something like that, but okay. P.S. <laughs> I swear to Arceus, if Luxray does not get a mega, I am going to flippity floppity flop. Winky face. Uh. <laughs> I would just like to reassure Joshua that Whimsicott was totally like a last possible resort and it will not happen again if if Arceus and Lord Helix have anything <laughs> to say about it. All right. So that is it for our mailbag this week. Do you guys think anybody here deserves the mailbag badge? Yes. Who? Uncle Washerwood. <laughs> you know what? He keeps trying. You know what? And it's going to pay off. That perseverance right there. So It's not just perseverance. I laughed so many times during his email. I really liked it. Yeah. Oh, I can give it to him this week. I'm, I'm down with that. Uh, Maximus, are you in concurrence? Oh, sure. Go ahead. All right, Uncle Oshawa, you get the Green Taurus badge this week. You can go submit for it uh, at the at PucklePodcast.com. All right, then. So for next week, what is your favorite piece of news, guys? Uh, you can email us that at PucklePodcast at gmail.com. We have lots of news, lots of crazy things going on. Like, what is your favorite thing that's been announced so far? Let us know. Um, in addition, you can do a lot of crazy, awesome things with us this week. Uh, actually, you could follow us on our social media. First of all, our Twitter, at Puckle Podcast, which most everybody missed out on getting to name my new kitten. Um, that's where we held a crazy poll to name my new kitten. You can actually see some pictures of him on Twitter, um, at Puckle Podcast. He's pretty adorable, and I'm pretty sure his name's Watson now. 
Um, we we gave three three uh, three names for you guys to choose from, and I don't know how many people realized how they were related to Pokemon um, at all, but they were all names of gym leaders. And so we we were going with Watson. I think that's the winner right now. And so he's he's an adorable little kitten. I don't know what I don't know what I don't know cat breeds at all. I just know that he's a cat. Um, he looks like a what we'd call a European cat, which is like common cat. He looks like a cat. Um, exactly. Uh, so that's that's my. I mean, the other cat we have is an orange cat, and his name is Hopper. But we have Watson and Hopper now. So uh, you missed out on that. But if you want to get in on anything else ever like that again, follow us on Twitter at Fuckle Podcast. You can like us on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Podcast. You can also, where there's sure to be more cat pictures there as well. Um, you can also check out uh, our Tumblr, which is pucklepodcast.tumblr.com. You can check out our subreddit, r slash puckle. And if you have the time, it is very appreciated to actually review us on iTunes. I think somebody did that recently, and it just goes to the heart of my hearts. It makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. And we're really close to 200 reviews, and if you get us there, maybe we could do something special. Um, yeah, right. Um, so please do that if you have the time. You can also check out, um, if you have a little extra money in your pocket and you want to help out Puckle, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. And shirts will be going out at the, by the middle of July. And I think flip flops are coming soon too, right? Uh, (laughs) so we're going to check that out. So yeah, jump into that Patreon. We have some awesome rewards coming up for that. And, I think that's it. That's PucklePod. Uh, that's Patreon.com slash PucklePodcast. And most importantly, come and join us in the conversations at the Puckle Chat Box, which is PucklePodcast.com slash chat. You can, uh, I think we have a chat box meetup this weekend, right, Maximus? Mm-hmm. Yep. This Friday, right? At like 7-ish p.m. or whatever. Maybe oh, it's eight? this Friday? This Friday, yeah. There's, well, we have two oh, a month, cool. Winsicott. Yeah. I know we have two a month, eight. but I thought, oh, that's right. The next Friday is actually going to be July already. Yep. I miscounted. Yeah. So <laughs> check that, that out, guys. Not just any Friday. It's PuckleCon Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> oh, yay. Yeah, right? Yeah. All right, guys. So check that out. Have a good time with that. And uh, I guess that's everything that I typically say at the end of the show. So. Yeah. I am Trainer Thatch. I'm Mr. Maximus. And I am the Fluffy Swimster. I'm here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower. It is closing time.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.